the beginning of the job interview process, you're just a piece of paper. Another resume submitted for the gig. You get piled up with the other papers and before you even know it, you've been placed into one of two piles, the no's or the yeses. This is the show all about getting you into the yes pile. Hey, welcome to the Yes Pile, the show that helps you transform your professional persona to land you where else? In the Yes Pile of candidates for your dream job. I'm your host, Tessa Wolf. I'm a recovering corporate manager turned career coach. I've coached hundreds of professionals in my career and I've interviewed thousands more. And now I'm here to help you navigate this brave new world and to provide you with simple and actionable advice for success at any stage of your career. My goal, help you land your perfect job and then kick ass at it. So whether you're putting off drafting that resume, actively on the job hunt, navigating hurdles in your current role, or considering a complete career switch, I am here to share my best tips and tricks to position you for success. Okay, today we are back after taking a week off for Memorial Day, and we are talking about LinkedIn. Love it or hate it, if you are on the job hunt or just hungry for more in your career, you need LinkedIn. And we're going to talk about why today and also talk about how to get your profile in tip-top shape. So before we do, I just want to talk about two things. The first... Let's recognize that today is episode number 10 of the Yes Pal podcast. We've hit the double digits. I think we're a tween. I'm not entirely sure, but all I know is I've loved crafting these weekly episodes for you guys, and I love getting your messages about how this podcast is helping you even more. Seriously, it makes my day to hear that you're applying stuff you learn right here and getting interviews and killer jobs or gaining the confidence you need to do big, bold work at your current job. And I am excited to share that we are only halfway through season one. We have 10 more episodes left in the season, already all planned out, and I hope you continue to find them helpful and inspirational week after week. Now, the second thing I wanna talk about is super exciting. If you are a part of my email list, you were the first to hear the news this morning. I am hosting a live virtual resume workshop this summer. It's called the Resume Revival and pre-registration opened today. So I am bringing together my most popular coaching service, Resume Creation, and I'm bringing it to you guys in a really easy, fun, and educational format. Everyone's welcome. And look, I did this because I know not everyone can afford to do personalized coaching or pay a pro hundreds upon hundreds of dollars for a resume. So I made the decision to take all of my best advice for transforming your resume, and we're diving into all of it. Together, in a two-hour live, interactive, and virtual experience, I'm gonna teach you how to tell your professional story in a way that connects and builds confidence. I'm going to teach you to evaluate and elevate your most important skills to better sell yourself. And we're gonna craft a killer resume that positions you for the job you want. And as a bonus, I'm going to teach you how to never have to write another cover letter from scratch again. So in addition to the workshop that we'll do together for those two hours, you're also gonna score my personal resume writing guide, which is yours to keep, 
three editable resume templates, access to my proprietary cover letter formula, and I'm gonna teach you guys how to use it, and then a bonus offer. I am offering up the bonus to buy a private coaching session, one-on-one, you and me, to review your resume after the workshop, and I'm only charging a third of my normal price. So if you have been seriously feeling like your resume needs some TLC, come workshop with me. The investment to join us is about the cost of a pair of shoes or honestly what my toddler eats in grapes each week. (laughs) Either way, it's a steal. I'm offering $600 worth of services for only $99. Pre-registration is open right now and space is limited. So visit tessawolf.com and register today to join us for the summer resume revival workshop. And we're doing it all on Saturday, July 10th and it will be from noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. So Saturday, July 10th, pre-registration is open now at tessawolf.com. I cannot wait to see you guys there. Okay, back to today, LinkedIn. So I just have to start by saying, I have worked with so many majorly smart and successful people who have killer resumes, beautiful professional websites, and yet they have ghost town LinkedIn profiles just empty and scary. And I just have to say like, what is up with that? We can no longer ignore our LinkedIn pages, you guys. When someone hears your name, sees your resume, or sees you on a candidate list, they are absolutely looking you up on LinkedIn, 100%. Or if you're not on the job hunt, but you're working to advance in your career, you better believe that clients companies, prospective candidates who are even interviewing at your current company, or things like advisory boards, or people running expert panels or writing articles, they may all find you on LinkedIn. People could be looking for someone with your exact experience to weigh in on a really cool opportunity at a conference, or to sit on a committee, you name it. People are looking for other people, other professionals on LinkedIn, and the last thing you want is for your profile to not just leave them wondering about you, but to actually leave them disappointed and moving on without you ever knowing there was an opportunity on the table. So let's just start from the top and set the stage. LinkedIn has more than 750 million members. 750 million. And almost 180 million of them are in the US alone. And everyone is there for the same reason, to get connected with other professionals, to connect with the people, companies, and professions that inspire them. So if you're on the job hunt, currently trying to staff up your workplace, or if you're at all interested in growth, connection, and opportunity within your industry, you need to not just be on LinkedIn, but you need to be cultivating a strong profile and engaging others on the platform. So if you're a numbers person like me, you'll dig this. Job seekers with a rockin' LinkedIn profile have a 71% higher chance of getting a job interview. 71% higher chance, that's insane. After hearing that number alone, I hope you are having a come to Jesus moment with yourself because you'd be a fool to not immediately go check out your own profile and see where it stands. So based on some numbers LinkedIn released in April, they are estimating that about 87% of recruiters in the US actually use LinkedIn regularly. In that same data release, there were more than 14 million 
open positions advertised on LinkedIn jobs in the U.S. alone. But wait, there's more. A recent study of LinkedIn users found that 122 million people received an interview through LinkedIn with 35.5 million of them having been hired by a person they connected with on the site. That is crazy to me. So if we want to boil all that down, three people are hired through LinkedIn every minute. There it is. That's the headline. Three people every minute are getting jobs because of this platform. It's amazing. So when you think about LinkedIn, This is a place of opportunity. And if you are not thinking about LinkedIn with the same urgency as you are your resume or even your professional website, think again, right? One in three, it's crazy. So the great thing about LinkedIn is it's a really simple format. Honestly, getting your profile together and looking killer is not hard because for better or for worse, LinkedIn uses a universal format, meaning we all have a little bit of an equal playing field when we get on the platform. We're all given the exact same assets and layout to work with. It's up to you on how you leverage them. So I want to talk about that today. How do we leverage the features of LinkedIn? And let's start at the top and really kind of work through the most important pieces of your profile and go through them one by one to make sure that you are getting your profile sharp And let's be honest, the devil is in the detail here, folks. Like we want to be really mindful about making sure we're taking a thorough scrub of our profiles because one of the reasons LinkedIn is so great for people who are looking for employees is the search capabilities that this platform has. Recruiters and companies can literally search specific keywords years of experience, and very, very specific skills or combination of skills, combinations of words. So if you don't have your stuff tight, if it's not looking great, you might not be found. So the first thing I want to say is before we dive in and edit your LinkedIn, before you begin making your LinkedIn lovely, do yourself a favor and turn off the profile editing notifications. You do not want everyone you're connected with to see that you're editing your profile and getting the real-time updates on your activities. Come on. So if you're currently employed, you definitely don't want this. And even if you're not employed, you just don't want people knowing she edited her past job details, she updated her profile picture. So just go ahead, log into your account. And when you're logged in, go to the settings and privacy menu you'll see there's a section that says how LinkedIn uses your data, then click share job changes and turn it off. It will literally say on your screen, do you want your network to be notified of your work anniversaries and your profile changes? And the answer is no, select no. Once you've done that and you've saved it, you can get to work updating your profile without anybody knowing. So. The first thing, of course, if you're familiar with LinkedIn, the first thing we need to get right is our profile picture. As silly as it seems, the single thing that can make or break your profile is your picture. We are all visual creatures by nature, and this photo serves as your first impression. So add one. Profiles without pictures are much more easily dismissed and much less memorable. I actually read recently that profiles with a professional photo will get a user 14 times more views 
than other type of profile pictures. So let's talk about that, right? You can't just put up a pic of you from vacation last year or your favorite selfie and think that you're good. If you have a professional headshot, use it. Oh my God, use it. And if you don't, consider getting one. Consider getting a headshot. A lot of great local photographers will do headshot sessions for a really reasonable price. So look into that. And honestly, if hiring someone or getting a professional headshot is just not in the cards for you and you're doing it alone, you can still get a great looking profile picture in just a few easy steps, right? So a great LinkedIn picture is first and foremost a photo of only you, nobody else is in the frame, and it really needs to be just your beautiful face. Your face should take up the majority of the frame. You should be looking at the camera, so eye contact is key, and you should be smiling. Think about it as if you are smiling at your future boss at your dream job. So make it a good one, right? And honestly, take the picture in front of a relatively minimal background, like a solid color wall in your house. Make sure you have awesome natural light shining right on your face. And the experts say, you know, in terms of like hair, makeup, jewelry, clothing, you know, in your profile picture, you should be wearing what you'd normally wear to work in your industry. So if you normally wear a suit and tie, put one on. If not, consider capturing something that's just more on the scale of what you would wear to the job that you want. So if you work in a hyper creative field where your fashion is actually a really bold badge of self-expression, leverage that as appropriate. The key is just to look the part. Look like how you would dress if you were walking in for an interview. And just remember, beautiful, smiling, bright face looking at the camera. You can do this, right? You got it. So the second thing you can't ignore here, which also falls in the very visual realm, is the cover photo. So if your profile photo is the eye contact and smile part of your first impression, the cover photo is your handshake, right? Together, they are really setting the tone for your professional, personal branding. And it is important to give these two pieces just as much love as you do your bio and your experience sections. The real estate sets the tone for who you are and what you're about. It's interesting, they say right now, people with custom cover photos are getting more connection requests, more direct messages, and more job interviews than people that just have that generic LinkedIn cover image. It's really interesting. And I would tell anybody, if you go on and just start scrolling through your network, I think you will be shocked how many people are not taking advantage of the cover image. And it's a huge piece of real estate. So let's not fall into that trap. When you're thinking about a cover image, let's think about the story you want to tell about who you are as a killer professional. And I tell people, uh, consider a combination of strong visual branding, alongside some text, right? So we're gonna show and tell the viewer who you are, or maybe a sneak peek as to what they can discover in your profile. So that could literally be an image of you at work, or it could be a stylized quote or statement you really believe in that's relevant to your industry or your working philosophy. It could be a quote from you. If you've been lucky enough to be published in the media or in your trades, put that quote forward. It could also just be a quick summary of who you are professionally, maybe three key words or your big business title or a bold statement. And if you're just really coming up short, don't leave the generic image up. Find a really great image of a desk or a workspace that gives a little indication to the type of work you do, the type of style you have. 
And I also love it when people are really thoughtful and find an image that showcases something from either their core area of expertise or something specific to their industry. So maybe it's an event they produced or a redlined paper if they're an editor, or maybe it looks like a factory if there's someone who's a heavy production manager. All of those things begin to tell a little bit of a story about who you are. Now, when you're pulling an image, particularly if it's not an image that you've captured on your own and you're going to the internet, remember, the image needs to be high res. It cannot be blurry or fuzzy or pixely. It needs to be really sharp. You don't want people judging you because this looks low budget. Like you wanna have beautiful visuals. And I recommend to all my clients, honestly, working with Canva. So if you don't know what Canva is, it's an app. It's a really easy to use design program. There's a desktop version. There's a version for your mobile phone. And they have tons of free design templates and tools that you can use. And they have within a LinkedIn cover template tool. So you can customize it. And when you are customizing it, it's important that you're doing so within the space they give you, right? To use the specs. And you can find on the LinkedIn user guide the specs for that cover image. And I know it has changed, but currently the sizing is 1584 by 396 pixels. And the file size can be no more than four megabytes. They'll take PNGs, JPEGs, or even GIF files for cover photos. You have some options there. But the cool thing about working with Canva, and this is not a sponsored mention, this is just my my real honest recommendation for you, but Canva already has all of that set for you in their LinkedIn cover photo template. So they have it set to the right specs, the right file size, the right um, file type to export it at. So definitely something to consider there. And they also have just loads of really beautiful high-res imagery you can look through to customize the design to make it tell the story for you and your industry. So once you've checked all the guideline boxes, right, it's the right size, it's high-res, you're downloading it the right way. And once you have a design that you really love, there is one more thing to consider with the cover photo. Not everyone is looking at it on the same device. Right, so your LinkedIn profile will look very different depending on what device someone is using to view it. If you're editing on desktop, you'll see your cover photo will lay out beautifully across the page. But if you then look at it on your tablet, the screen size gets a little smaller and that real estate gets a little smaller. And if you're looking at it on your phone, you'll actually notice that your profile picture and cover image change position on LinkedIn. So when you're coming up with a beautiful cover photo, just keep that in mind. Don't let it discourage you. It will take only two minutes extra. But once you've found something you love, I want you to test it on your desktop, your tablet, and your phone just to make sure that all the important information and the look and feel aren't getting cut off because of various screen sizes. Okay, the third thing we wanna master here, we've got a beautiful cover photo, we've got your profile picture, now we need a badass headline to tell them who you are. Now most people just use this as their current job title. And there is no rule that says that this description at the top of your profile page next to your name needs to be just the job title. Certainly not your current job title. So. Sure, it can say marketing manager, but what I think you really wanna do to leverage that space more is either put your ambition or talk about how you see your role, why you do what you do, and what makes you tick. 
adding a little bit more context and color will actually make you really stand out from the pack. So let's talk through an example. Instead of just saying marketing manager, why not say innovative marketing leader and strategic growth expert? It'll fit there, trust me. So this instantly gives the reader a sense for the type of marketer and person you really are. Another tactic I love to see is when someone actually uses this space to tell a micro story about what they do best. So if we keep using this marketing example, the headline could read, innovative B2B marketing leader. I help companies build their brand, attract and retain clients and grow profitability. Boom, that's awesome. It immediately tells a reader why they should hire you and what you do to help them achieve their business objectives. So when you're thinking about that headline, guys, don't put your job title today. Put a bigger, bolder job title, what you aspire to do next, and then give color commentary and context for your philosophy on marketing and what you do best. It will work so much harder than a title headline. So think about that. What is a declaration or a promise of service you could make that would tell the reader who you really are and what you do best and honestly, why they should hire you, right? And speaking of, let's talk about our professional summary. So this area here, I hate when it's blank. I hate when I'm looking people up and it's blank. This is where you need a super strong bio. And let's face it, that's why it's blank. Because for a lot of people, it's pretty hard to write that bio. But if you tuned into our resume episode, you know all about crafting a winning professional bio. And if you haven't heard it yet, go find it, listen to it, and you'll learn the keys to creating a powerful bio for yourself. But once you have that done, once you have your bio, you can use it everywhere. It doesn't just live on your resume, but you definitely can use it on your LinkedIn. So it really is just a short paragraph that tells the reader who you are, what you do best, and how you do it, right? Your style of leadership, performance, or approach. You can also say what moves you, what motivates you, and just be sure to use specific language to your industry and the desired role that you're after. Adding the most important keywords and advertising your most kind of key, sharp skills will really help you demonstrate what you're best at and help recruiters find you. I often also tell clients, you know, on that recruiter note, to write in an expertise section here. What I mean by that is right after your bio, <laughs> add a section title in all caps that literally just says expertise or leading skills or something similar. And then write out in a list the most important and relevant skills you have that are key to the job that you're after. And you can lift this right from your resume. Just read it with this platform in mind, edit for any brevity or add color where needed, right size it for lack of a better term, and then make sure that the format reads well. But that's something to think about here is adding that expertise section. Now, onto your work experience section. I feel like this section is constantly either on one end of the spectrum or the other in every profile I see. You either have literally just the names of the companies you worked for and your role there, or you have paragraphs detailing every single responsibility you had while employed. And the right approach, guys, is somewhere in between. So first, 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 
please make sure that the jobs shown in your work experience section are the same jobs that are on your resume. And also make sure that the titles you held, the dates you worked there, and all the details align. Discrepancies from LinkedIn to resume are really sloppy and they can also feel a little suspicious when all of a sudden a recruiter gets your resume and it doesn't match what they saw on LinkedIn. So really take the time to just scrub both, get it aligned, get it really tight here. So if you've removed a job from your resume because it was your first gig out of college and it's not relevant to your career, you can remove it from LinkedIn too. I don't care if it's been there forever, just make the decision to remove it now. And then when you're going in and crafting the details behind each job that stays, I always tell people, you can use a one to two sentence descriptor of your role and the company, but then just use a couple of bullets to share your contributions and accomplishments for each role versus showing a laundry list of responsibilities. The key here is to keep it high level, but impactful. Remember, people wanna know about your impact. So here's your chance to tell that story. And if you've crafted that expertise section above in your bio, you can definitely make sure no keywords or skills have been left behind while you're keeping the work experience section brief. Okay, so those two can work and complement together. And that actually takes me into the next section I wanna tackle, your skills section. So take a look at this section. I'm willing to bet you won't even know where half of these skills listed came from. So it's definitely time for some spring cleaning. And the skills section historically was populated when others would be prompted to see your profile and then they would be prompted to click on a skill that they thought you possessed and almost give you like a little kudo or a little vote that you had that skill. Well, LinkedIn has evolved over time, but that historical skill set that was crowdsourced hasn't. It's still there. So the first thing to know is you can edit this section to highlight your top three skills, and you should do that. So pick the three things that you think are most valuable and most important to going after the job you want, and then make those the top three within LinkedIn. And in addition to that, you can remove any of those old skills that you don't really want in there. So something's older or irrelevant to you now, or just flat out not helpful, those can go away. And it's okay to not have a thousand skills or 25 skills listed. Honestly, prioritizing those top three and then having a handful of really important and relevant skills is just gonna help the right thing shine in that space. So think about what the viewer would wanna see, go in, review, edit, prioritize, and now that skills section should be all cleaned up. Now the next section I wanna talk about is kind of new and it's actually super cool. So not a lot of people are utilizing this yet because it's still relatively new, but the featured section, if you're not familiar with this, it actually lets you showcase work samples or things you've done or published as a subject matter expert. So you can actually feature your own LinkedIn posts or articles that you've authored as well as external media. So if you have any news, videos, case studies, or anything like that, you can show them off in this space. You can also link to external places like your professional website, or maybe there's a public project hub that shows the great work you're doing. You can link that all now to your profile in this featured section. So the only thing I tell people is, you know, it's really easy to want to just like showcase a bunch of stuff, 
But just be really mindful about what you're sharing here and featuring here because, you know, this is still part of your professional profile. So sometimes we get carried away thinking LinkedIn is social media, but the reality is LinkedIn is an online recruitment tool. and People are looking at your profile for that reason. And the people that are looking are important. So the content you publish and the content you feature is just as important. So really be thoughtful. Don't put everything you've ever created or every post you've ever shared under this featured piece. Make a decision on what to feature based off of the thought of, would I maybe bring this into an interview as an example of the great work I've done? Cool. Let's switch gears a tiny bit to one of my favorite parts of the LinkedIn world, which is recommendations. So let's get you some recommendations, right? Nothing makes you look more solid than praise from actual colleagues and managers. And this section should not be ignored or kind of left up to fate. Like whoever recommends me, recommends me. If you have no recommendations on your profile right now, please make a goal to get five by the end of this week. Yes, five. And you can do it because the thing people do not take advantage of that they really should is emailing people directly in LinkedIn and asking for a recommendation. And I do mean that. Muster up the courage to just email the folks you know in your network and ask for recommendation. Be specific about what you want them to shine a light on for you and don't be shy. You know, I think you'll be surprised that when you're really thoughtful in your approach and specific about what you're looking for, the recommendations will roll in. So start by thinking about your close network. You know, what would they say in a recommendation to better position you for the job you want? And obviously make it honest and authentic, but then be bold. Take a step, send an email, ask for the recommendation directly on LinkedIn. And don't be fearful that like a current colleague might assume, oh, she's quitting. She's on her way out. You know, we can provide some context to calm those rumors before they ever begin. So a simple approach to this email, and this is not perfect language, but this is to help guide you guys forward, would be, hey, insert name here, I hope you're doing great. I have a small request for you. I really try to keep my LinkedIn profile updated just to provide an accurate picture of my skills and experiences. With that in mind, I'd love it if you could write me a LinkedIn recommendation and highlight my skills in X. And here's where you say specifically what you'd like them to talk about. And then to close it, you just say, I'd be happy to write you a recommendation in return. Please let me know if there's something specific you'd like me to focus on in mine. Thanks so much. And then sign off. See, that's not scary. Easy peasy. And now once you have some recommendations in place, I tell people it's good to stay on top of it, right? Throughout the year, as you finish a big project, or maybe you have a major win at work, Ask the people involved to craft you a kudos on your LinkedIn page and tell them you'll do the same for them. Again, provide some specifics about what you'd ideally like them to focus on in their recommendation and offer to do the same for them. But that just keeps it timely, right? So it's not two years from now and a job comes up and you're like, oh, I really wish I had a recommendation that spoke about project management and you don't have one. So just look for those windows throughout the year as big projects close and ask your team members or your manager to help give you a recommendation. Cool. Now, a quick but important hit on your profile and something that I think it's often overlooked is your location. I always tell people, be honest and real about where you want your location to be. So here's an example. If you live in the rural part of Georgia, right, you live in the sticks and you're not actually willing to commute into Atlanta every day, 
do not put your location as Atlanta on your profile, right? I think we need to be honest about the territory we're willing to work within. And I know so many of us are eager to keep working remote and there are now just tons of jobs that you can do for companies based anywhere, which is incredible. But if you are going for a job where you report into an office every day, or you're looking at posted jobs that require you to be in office, and you're not willing to go to the greater reaches of your own metro area, be realistic about it in your location. So like for me, I live in Connecticut. I want to work within 30 minutes of my home. So I should not list my location as New York City, right? Because what that's really doing is wasting my time and wasting a recruiter's time. People are going to be coming to me for city jobs, and I'm not willing to make that commute. So interestingly enough, on the opposite side of the coin, if you've been thinking about relocating and you've been actively searching for jobs in your target city and you're not having a ton of luck, make the bold choice to update your location to your desired destination and see if any recruiters find you that way. You have nothing to lose. If it's not top secret that you're moving, go ahead and put that desired city in your LinkedIn profile. And maybe that search function with the right keywords and the right language and the right skill set on your LinkedIn will help bring some recruiters to you. Cool. All right, now that your profile is perfect, it is time to let people know you are looking for opportunities. So a few years back, LinkedIn rolled out an open candidates feature, which lets you tell recruiters you're open to opportunities, but it also lets you give them some more details about what that means for you, right? So there are a few ways you can do this. I think it's super cool. The first feature is you can leave a note to a recruiter. So when you turn on the open candidates feature, LinkedIn lets you write a 500 character count note where you can tell recruiters who you are and what you're interested in in terms of a next step. And that is just like fantastic because they can look at your profile and then learn a little bit more without even having to trouble you as to whether or not what they have is something that you'd be interested in talking more about. And the other really easy feature that lets recruiters know whether or not to contact you is you can set a status on LinkedIn. So you can know if you are actively searching for work, passively looking or not looking, but open to opportunities so that recruiters or companies have an idea for where you're at. And LinkedIn also will let you add the job titles and job types. And I just mean like full-time internship, part-time when I say job types, but LinkedIn will let you add that so that recruiters know what you're interested in and they send you the most relevant opportunities. It's pretty awesome. So once you go into the open candidates feature, you just have to save all of these features in your profile and then turn it on. There's literally like a little toggle and set it on and you'd be good to go. So just a few more tips for leveraging your LinkedIn. Cause I think now you're like, okay, I've got to work on my profile. I've got to let people know I'm interested. So that is absolutely right. But I think another thing that gets forgotten is While it's imperative to have this great profile, you also need to leverage the space to make sure that you're visible and top of mind with your own network. And let's start there, like grow your network. Go in and I think you'd be surprised your contact list against your LinkedIn circle. There's probably some real world folks that you've worked with a lot or even just personal connections you have 
that are not one of your contacts on LinkedIn. So go through and reconcile that and even look through the suggested connections on LinkedIn and build your network. Get more people that you're connected to in a real authentic way or people that work in your industry that you know of. Because by building your network and then engaging these folks, people are gonna know that you're available and also make connections to what you do, how you do it, and maybe even connect you to a potential employer. So definitely do that. And you can also sync your LinkedIn to your email address book. That's another way to build up your network. I don't want to forget to tell you all that. Um, And the other cool thing about when you do sync your email address book is they don't auto send to every single person without permission. You can actually go through the list they've imported and vet any of those potential connections first to make sure they're only sending it to relevant folks. Um, So once you've worked on your network uh, size, we want to make sure that you're building up your profile and your awareness. And an easy way to do that is to endorse others and ask for endorsements. So endorsements give credibility. And I would just say take some time to go through your current network and identify connections you feel genuinely deserve an endorsement from you and give them. These are not laborious. It's a single click thing. But when you do this, oftentimes it will trigger that person you've given an endorsement to to do the same for you. So don't hesitate to ask people you know in your professional universe to give you an endorsement or a recommendation like we talked about before for a very specific key skill. Be specific in what you want their endorsement in so that you can continue to curate the profile you desire, but then also feel free to hand out endorsements yourself so that you pop back in mind of other folks that you've worked with. And let's not forget, while we're trying to stay top of mind with others, to share great content on LinkedIn. While it's not a traditional social media site, you shouldn't be sharing memes, you shouldn't be sharing recipes or things that just made you laugh. This should be professional. Sharing things like your own case studies or white papers or other curated content helps to show what the business you work for is all about and demonstrates your philosophies and opinions on your industry. You can also share like informative industry relevant articles or posts, but when you do that, when you share other people's work, always include your own POV or a provocative question to open up conversation, just to demonstrate your understanding, perspective, and expertise. And don't forget to engage with other users' content. It would be horrible if you just constantly dropped content, but didn't engage in the comments or didn't follow up by commenting and engaging on other people's stuff that they're sharing. And when you add comments to others' posts, you honestly are giving yourself greater prominence within that chain, within the feed of all of their contacts, and you continue to establish yourself as a category thought leader, so you have nothing to lose there. So overall, really taking a more active role in LinkedIn helps you appear in your connections LinkedIn feeds in a way that adds value for them, right? You're participating in a conversation relevant to both of you, but it also helps you remain top of mind for contacts who could maybe be your link to your next role. And that, my lovelies, that's it. That is how to look after your LinkedIn. See, it's not that hard. So I want you to make that your goal for this week. Set aside an hour. Just give your profile a little TLC, and I think you will be amazed at the impact it will have. Okay, so something I do every episode is take a real-life question from you and answer it. And this week's question is, how do I ask my boss to let me stay remote? So guys, we are actually going to do an entire episode dedicated to the return to work 
next week. So if this is something that's truly resonating for you, be sure to catch that episode. In the meantime, I do think a lot of companies and managers are much more open to the idea of a remote workforce than ever before. So if you are working from home over the past 16 months and killing it, there's no reason that your boss would worry about your productivity should you continue to do so. And if you don't have a job where you have to be in a specific place to make the magic happen, like a chef or a mechanic or a merchandiser, then ask, of course. If you wanna keep working from home because you dread the office or you actually have been able to totally slip under the radar, then I think you need to actually think about your new uh, your job and maybe consider a new job entirely, a job you actually want to do. But for the sake of today, I'm just gonna assume that you have been performing and killing it with remote work despite all the things we've been dealing with for 16 months. So yes, ask. So I'm just gonna tell you, take the proactive move to set a meeting with your manager and then plan the conversation. So I think what you should do is start by creating a yellow brick road to why this is a good idea. So start by sharing the big accomplishments you had from the past year. Remind them how you not just did your job, but you over delivered and be specific with examples they'll remember. Explain to your boss that this boost in your productivity is truly linked to the fact that you were working from home, that you learned when you're home, you have a greater ability to focus, be more productive, or whatever the perks and advantages were for you individually, tell them you've uncovered that you are more productive and focused when you are working from home, and then simply ask them to consider allowing you to do this as long as you continue making a sustained big impact. I would also say map out any specific details you'd need to address, right? Like how you deal with presentations or team meetings or how you'd navigate your schedule and your availability with the folks that are going back to the office. And then truthfully, take a proactive step by saying, hey, here's a plan for how I wanna map out measuring my own accountability and I'd like to do regular check-ins with you to ensure that it's really working for both of us. And I think if you do that, if you bring that forward to your boss, you're gonna have a really open, honest, and candid conversation about why you think this works, and you've really created a strong foundation, it's gonna be hard for them to tell you no. And I do know that every company is different, and every company culture is different, but it does not hurt to ask if you have been high-performing while working from home. Good luck, I know you've got it. Okay, so if you have a work question or an idea for a future podcast, hit me up. This show is designed for you, so let me know how I can help. You can always email me at connectatessawolf.com or message me on Instagram. We're at the Yes Pile Podcast. And next week, I already mentioned this, but we are talking about the return to the office and how to survive getting back to normal or something close to it. Before we go, if today was at all helpful for you and you learned something from the work we did together, please do me a favor and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're feeling extra inspired and generous, please give us a rating and review. For more career advice, inspiration, and fun, follow us on Instagram at the Yes Pile Podcast. Until next time, cheers, everyone.